All right, Raiders, Laura Gaga here, also known as Reduction Raider. How you all doing? Hope you've had a good week. So our next guest is a dear friend of mine, someone that I've broken bread with, metaphorically and literally. We've shared many a hopes, dreams, our vulnerabilities over a sourdough loaf. She's not only nourished me with her delicious homemade guacamole, but she also nourishes my soul on a regular basis. I hope this next episode feeds you in the same way. Hi, Amy. Hello. So I've been telling the Raiders that you're a dear <laughs> friend of mine. Oh. <laughs> I've also been telling them about your guacamole. Oh, nice. But that's all I've told them. So I thought I would give you the opportunity to tell us a bit about who you are. Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. And thanks for the the guac uh, compliment. (laughs) Um, Yes, I'm Amy. I'm a a sexual healing coach. um, And I'm also a provider of feminine crystal pleasure tools so um crystal dildos and yoni eggs um so yeah I'm a real promoter of female pleasure um healthy expressions of sexuality and healing everything that comes with that and I guess I'm really excited to you because I surface Sometimes people might not think of food and sex and, you know, having an obvious link. Um, But to me, there is in terms of sensuality, how we feel about ourselves, identity, how we care for ourselves, how we nourish. Mm. Yeah, I mean, well, food is everything, isn't it? Like, how can food not be part of (laughs) life, right? we've got to eat to to be alive and but yeah really linking it back I mean I I know that we've spoken and I've spoken on my on my page about like sex food because you know food can bring pleasure food can be like so enjoyable it's orgasmic you know and and food is also strongly linked to body image and how we feel about our body and and that is linked to sex and and how we connect to ourselves and how we connect to our sexuality so it's definitely there's a lot that weaves together and connects isn't there absolutely I completely hear you there and I guess on um from sort of a personal point of view food and sex have been really pleasurable for me really orgasmic um but also there there has been negative connotations as well you know both have been attached to feelings of shame over the years yeah oh my goodness yeah I mean yeah I think you know they they, they come down to sort of our, our body as well and like like you said that yeah our identity you know, we're, we're kind of in relationship with these parts of ourselves and they are parts of ourselves, right? Um, you know, I think we've spoken before, like you can't not be in relationship with food. Even if you don't like your relationship, it's not like you can end it because you need to eat. It's not like if you don't like the way your relationship with alcohol is, you can just stop drinking alcohol. You know, you can't just stop eating and you know, the same with sexuality, like we're in relationship with sex because we are 
human beings who have are able to have sex even if we decide not to be having it there's still a connection to sexuality there there's still we're relating to it in some way uh yeah and i just yeah these are these are really core key parts of 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 life of being human and so that leads me nicely on to my question of what's your current relationship with food how would you describe that oh such a good question (laughs) oh right well right in this very moment um so I recently moved into a new place in the last week and I've got sort of more space I like my kitchen more than in my last place I feel a lot more comfortable there and so I'm really enjoying cooking and nourishing myself with food right so I like it when food uh when my relationship with food feels nourishing I also did uh in January I did a cleanse um which I'm I'm not I mean, that word in itself feels really loaded and I'm not a huge fan. I'm quite anti sort of diet narratives and this ideas of like detoxes and cleanses. But this was really gentle in the sense that it was just reconnecting back to uh, whole foods and giving like inspiration on how to cook with whole foods and um, how to connect to creating and preparing food, which I really lost over lockdown. Um mm you know, lockdown became, you know, I was really kind of emotionally eating, using food for comfort, which is definitely a pattern of mine. And it serves a purpose in a way. Sometimes it's like, yeah, food does comfort. Food does feel good. And we can, we can use food in that way. But I think it tipped the balance a little bit for me. And it wasn't feeling good anymore. And my relationship with food was almost like, Oh, just like getting stuck in the rut of the same things. And it it wasn't nourishing, basically. And it's really, you wouldn't have heard this actually, but in the intro that I recorded, and no doubt the Raiders have picked up on <laughs> it, when I was introducing you actually, I said about sort of how nourished I felt by you in terms of you serving me food mm. and also in our friendship, you know, expressing you nourishing my soul. And, um, and I like what you were saying about sort of the relationship with food because I guess it's, um, you know, like the relationships with ourselves, the relationships with um, sexual relationships, intimate relationships, family relationships. All of these relationships require work and attention. You know, yeah. We can neglect. And so, you know, so I think we always have to be sort of examining, checking in what's happening, how am I feeling, what's working, what's not. Yeah. Uh, and I guess these relationships change and develop over time. Yeah, yeah. I think they, um, yeah, like they ebb and flow, right? And I, I feel like they're almost, you know, we're we're in relationship from birth. And so we're going to carry these patterns and these sort of defaults and these behaviours. And as we get older, it's sort of determining what we want that relationship to look like. Completely. And, you know, and that leads me nicely on to um, ask, so how does your current relationship with food differ from your past relationship? With food? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a big question. But I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you asked it. I mean, like a big part of the work that I do as well, you know, because connecting to sexuality is connecting to the body. We experience sex through the body, right? Not really mm-hmm. through the mind. The mind does play a role, but it's it's through the body that we experience sex. And, you know, um, so having a healthy relationship with the body is really important to the work that I do. And that involves really unpacking the narratives or the um, messages that we were given about our bodies and really then how that, how we relate to food and our body. So how does my relationship now differ? Well, I mean, I, I would have, I'd say that I had an eating disorder when I was like 14 years old. Um, I kind of went on a severe restriction of food because of feelings about my body shape and my weight. Um, and I lost quite a lot of weight quite quickly through that. And, and it, it was quite a short period of time, but when that ended, my relationship just morphed into a different layer of disordered eating so you might not have thought that I had an eating disorder but my the way I ate was always in some way a bit restrictive always in some way a bit disordered so I would go through I've been through many sort of different phases like calorie counting um, you know only eating certain meals at certain times and I mean, I would be Googling how to lose weight all the time, just all the time and different diets and things like that. And it was my focus was always mainly on food as opposed to like really hitting a hard exercise regime. I was kind of brought up on fast food in a way, just sort of like chips, fish fingers. I think like sort of most of your average British family Um and and back then, you know, like the, the healthy diet was things like Weight Watchers, which is mm-hmm. uh, really sort of processed food that's loaded in sugar and salt and, and fat was the devil, you know. So it's really like sign of the times as well. Mm-hmm. And these were really normalized things to do, to like be on Weight Watchers at 16 when you're, when you're a really slim girl, right, who's not developed yeah. yet. And they, they, they were really normal. Um, and it's really just getting older that, uh, that my kind of um, relationship has slowly started to improve. Um, I'm, I'm vegetarian now and I'm largely plant-based. I've gone through phases where I was completely plant-based. Um, and this is, uh, I, I prefer to make decisions around food that aren't around the way my body looks because I know it's a slippery slope mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. and those those although I've come so far and I'm really like you know the part of my daily practice is to love my body and the shape it is and to accept it and I've come so far in that those voices never go away like I've... yeah yeah like the <laughs> sorry go on well, I just really like the fact that we're having this conversation because I think there's going to be so many people that can relate because I think so many of us, you know, I, I mean, I suppose I almost sort of see like disorders eating as being a spectrum mm. and I'm 
there's been so many of us that would have been somewhere on that spectrum and probably different places on that spectrum throughout the years. And it's um and I guess it's something that I've sort of, you know, my Instagram and sort of the writing articles and the blog is very much focused on food waste and eating well for less. And I guess I've um shied away from talking perhaps about these topics and not perhaps because it's a secret but almost because it can be such a spectrum that almost at times it can feel like I've not even really got this together (laughs) about this you know because it's I could you might see me on a Tuesday and I could be saying to you um yeah you know you have to accept how you are and life is short you know you might see me on a Thursday and um and I don't know, and, I, and I'm sort of, and I'm contributing to that um, dialogue around, you know, diet and exercise. And it might not be explicit, but it, um, it might be taking part in looking at somebody's before and after pictures. Or, um, and I guess I suppose almost what I'm saying is that it feels so complicated mm. and I don't feel like I've completely got a handle on it even though um yeah I think even though sort of like you said these things change and have changed over time and sort of when I think about my own trajectory I'm in a much healthier place perhaps with food and what I would have been as a teenager in my early 20s but I think it's this ongoing journey that there's definitely still work to do Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what, what you said about a spectrum is, I think that's just the best way to describe it. And just knowing where you are on the spectrum at any given time. And, you know, there's almost so much pressure on us to have it sorted. But yet we're surrounded with sort of, you know, we're in a world that is telling us, like, literally, like pumping it into our psyches, that the, the the size and shape of our bodies um determine our worth you know and so unpacking that is is a daily practice and you know I I post on my social media uh, videos of myself and my body and being very comfortable in it and um I am and I have um intrusive thoughts you know if if I'm when I'm eating healthy and I'm, I'm treating myself well and I notice I'm losing a bit of weight there can be this thought of why don't you just have a smoothie for dinner this week? And it's just a thought and I don't do it, but it, it's there. It's such, mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, mm-hmm. it's a narrative in my head that I've always had. And, you know, that narrative is still there and I've got our, other narratives and that's the key part. It's not my predominant thought process. It's not the only thing I think, whereas before it would be so, um, so yeah it would be the it would be the only way it would be the only thought process I had you know losing weight was constantly how I perceived food and I guess perhaps that's almost sort of what you're describing and perhaps what's the difference is um is being aware of that being able to explore it being able to examine it and sort of un it whereas I think like you you know perhaps um you know, when I was in my 20s it would very much be like right okay just do this diet and like you said there wouldn't be any thinking about anything else other than what does that number say on the scales and how much weight am I going to lose rather than um whereas like you said I guess now it would be I mean I don't weigh myself for one so that would be a practice that is very different um 
I don't weigh myself if I have to be weighed for a reason. So I'm at the doctor's. I um, I ask not to know, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't sort of get caught up in things like that. And um, yeah, and I guess maybe like you said, it's almost catching these thoughts when they come and also knowing that they do stem from sort of outside messages at times, internal dialogue, what we see in media, what sort of fed in, you know, sometimes unconsciously from friends, from family, um, you know, culturally. I mean, there's so much at play, isn't there? And I guess, um, yeah, and I think maybe there's something around an awareness. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, yeah, becoming aware of of what your thought process, processes are. And, yeah, and, and, like, being, like, just choosing to be kind to yourself. You know, sometimes mm. I think, oh, I'd love to try a juice diet and, and this kind of thing. And just, you know, to see, like, this kind of cleansing, clear skin version of myself. And then I think, really, can you untangle that from weight loss, Amy? Can you untangle that mm. from mm. negative judgments about self? What's wrong mm. with just eating, mm. eating nice, fresh, healthy food every day? Do you need to go through some sort of hunger, torture-esque <laughs> <Yeah>. process? <laughs> like, what, what's yeah. your reasoning here, you know? And I, I don't have the answer. I just still kind of, you know, I don't mm. always have the answer. I just kind of explore and and also say, like, what would it mean to you, Amy, if you if you did just have a takeaway? If you, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to ordering in, you know, but can you can you do that and not feel bad about yourself? Can you do that and love yourself in that? you know so do you think there's almost something in deciphering um that when food is pleasurable and when it's punishing you know because it sounded like from what you were saying earlier part of doing a sort of cleanse in january was around the um sort of the the pleasure i mean i don't know if pleasure is the right word but it was almost you know it that was sort of tied in with the self-care and finding a way of sort of looking after yourself and perhaps um investing time and energy um but when you thought about a juice diet that feels punishing yeah and do you know what i think what just even you sort of reflecting that back i think it's the intention behind it yeah. Because sometimes, I, you know, I can reach for junk food and it's actually not an act of self-care. You know, I'm not judging anyone for what they eat, but sometimes I'm doing it and it's a bit of self-destruct, whereas I need something healthy. I need to be nourishing my body. Whereas sometimes that can be an act of self-care. I've been busy. I don't want to cook. I need to eat. Um, order myself something in, you know, and, and almost like the cleanse. It was like, actually, this is an act of self-care for me because my eating my eating habits aren't nourishing me I want some inspiration I want to be guided back to whole foods um it's you know that is not new for me I've been through phases where it's like all I'm eating is whole foods but I think I can sometimes be a bit extreme uh in Mm -hmm. the past and it's like I'm always sort of trying to find this balance and I think that's it the intention behind it maybe there'll be a time when I want to do a juice diet just because I'm like you know what I'm just feeling like juice is all I need right now and, and it might be just a day or, or two that, that I want to do that but if if it's like yeah this kind of like I'm not good enough as I am I need to do this mm-hmm. then then I, I feel like that that's kind of going against the work that I do for myself yeah absolutely and I think like you said you know sort of um being clear on the intent is um 
really important and you know and this is something that you know that but the Raiders won't know <laughs> what they will know. Um, but um recently I was supposed to go on a walking date oh, and, yeah. I got, <laughs> and I got stood up <laughs> <laughs> but as it happened I was right near um this vegan chicken shop Temple of Satan and you know and so I got the Temple of Satan and you know and like you said in that moment it was the self-care it was like okay well I'm gonna you know order sort of what I want I'm gonna take it it was like a way to sort of just date myself you know yeah. and not it was like my evening had been completely wasted so it was like okay well you know this guy's not shown up but let me get dinner for myself and let me look after myself and I can still feed myself and survive and that felt very different to perhaps there might have been a time of um, feeling, you know, sort of questioning your worth and your value. So you go on a huge binge to try and eliminate that feeling. Um, so, yeah, it's so almost perhaps sometimes what you can be eating might look the same but I think the intention is very different yes 100% and and you know I just want to start this by saying he doesn't deserve you this person does not deserve Laura Gaga <laughs> let's just get that let's just get that straight uh, <laughs> the, the Satan burger deserves you much more thank god it was the burger you were eating that night <laughs> oh filling yourself up with the right thing anyway this is (laughs) self-love um but yeah like it just reminds me actually because when I talk about this this sex food I mentioned it before like where this came from is like when I was in Bart so my favorite food is uh, raw desserts chocolate raw desserts and that, you know they're raw but they are rich and creamy and decadent right they're like a lot of people feel like oh I can only have one bite and I'm like mm, I, I'll have three <laughs> thanks I really I really like rich food but when I was in Bali they had these um it was a cat like chocolate caramel tort or something um and it's like this stacked chocolate cheesecake, you know, like they're really high and they're rich and they've got all these layers. And and in Bali, you can um, you order these like Gojeks, which are like Ubers and it's like next to nothing. And they go pick up the food that you want from the restaurant and take bring it to your house. And, you know, like Bali's got these beautiful, all the accommodation is beautiful. I was in this villa that had this like four poster bed with these drapes and this wow. infinity pool outside. And it was just this kind of like little joke to myself. that I would just order this cake from and this Gojek would like pull up outside my door. It's like my little booty call. And I'd just I be like, that. go and pick up my cake from him and like dance back into my room with it. Like so excited. Oh, wow. And obviously it's so hot. So I'm even naked kid or like in a bikini and I'm like (laughs) getting into bed with another cake and like just like every mouthful is just like bursting with pleasure and you know it's not like I'm watching telly and eating or any I'm just devouring every bite of this cake and it's like god this is pleasure why would I deprive myself of this this is 
worth any kind of curve or lump or bump because it's just so delicious and I, and we need that more don't we because I think that almost sort of feeds into like the idea of mindful eating yeah so, almost shutting out the noise of well how many calories are in this cake and what do I need to do to work this off and should I be eating it and I'm gonna eat it but I don't feel good about myself and just being in the moment and like you said just sort of devouring it and it just being pure pleasure yeah totally totally and yeah I think you know like to really yeah like mindful eating which you know I I, I admit it sounds kind of boring but what about like pleasure eating you know like engaging all the senses in your food and like just letting yourself really be with all the flavors and the textures and I think that's what I love when I say like I feel nourished by food it's like I'm really there's there's different flavors there's different textures there's um different colors and things and yeah I really Mm -hmm. enjoy uh eating like that right and I feel full I don't feel like sluggish and like it's too much I just feel really satisfied satisfied and so I mean what about food waste how do you think this fits in I mean is there sort of what do you think you do well in terms of wasting less yeah interesting question I mean ever inspired by you (laughs) yeah I mean I I like to eat what's what's in my cupboards you know I like to sort of buy I really don't like throwing things away so I guess I will when vegetables are going on the turn I maybe like cook them and put them in a curry or something I'm a big fan of making a big batch of things Mm. and then putting it in Tupperware and then storing it in the the fridge not really a freezer it doesn't really last that long it doesn't need to go that far it doesn't (laughs) run that deep I'll have it tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I tend to just like uh, put it in the uh, fridge and tend to eat it I guess I'm always just buying for once. I don't feel like I buy a lot of food waste, but I'm trying to think, you know, I, I, I guess, you know, yeah, so we go on. Well, I was just thinking, I mean, what I wondered is because it's, it sounded very much like, you know, you've um, got to the point where you've really where you've sort of got a real appreciation respect and pleasure out of food rather than seeing it as denial and deprivation and I guess almost sort of what I was wondering is does that then feed into sort of um waiting less you know when we have that sort of respect and um you know when we hold food in that regard it almost makes it harder to dispose of so um thoughtlessly yeah definitely I mean just yeah just as you were talking two things came up because I have to be really honest like yeah where I'm at in in this very moment the relationship feels really good and then there are points when my relationship doesn't feel that good and and I can kind Mm -hmm. of be a bit judgmental in myself about certain types of food and say like oh say like I get um chip shop chips or something one night and I'm just doing it because I'm lazy I'm tired not lazy that I don't want to use that word or but, but I'm tired and I'm I'm just kind of trying to find something to fill myself I can maybe the next morning feel so kind of like I don't want to see that that I kind of just throw it which is wasteful and it's it's something about this kind of um relationship how I kind of view food in relationship to myself and it- 
interesting, isn't it? Because it sort of makes me think that, you know, like food, how we eat, what we eat, it's information. Yeah. And I think, and if we can almost look at that information without judgment and try and sort of look at it perhaps inquisitively, you know, yeah. When you've got those moments where I just want chip chocolates, you know, the information that I'm tired, you know, I've had a busy week, I'm run down, and whatever, you know, whatever that is. And I guess almost if we can take the judgment out, then because it's the judgment that is thinking, I shouldn't have eaten those, I want to throw them away, right? You know, like, yeah, totally, if, totally. We can almost just look at it a bit objectively. It's, um, you know, well, I'm tired, I've had a lot going on, or, you know, sometimes I think, well, okay, well, I'm due on my period, or I'm hormonal, or um, I'm feeling a bit sad, you know, I can look at food to tell me stuff, um, and it's easier for me to read that information if I'm not doing it through a judgmental lens. Yeah, and I, I, it comes back to that being, like, gentle and kind to yourself, doesn't it? And Completely. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's the journey. I think food can really get wrapped up in our our view of self and our kind of self-worth and like how we judge ourselves. And, you know, I've definitely been in times as well, like it feels more balanced now, but I've definitely been in times where I'm like, my self-worth is hinged on me eating really healthily. And, you know, like, mm. if I eat unhealthily, then I there's something, you know, there, there's, there's a narrative in, in the collective that there's some, you know, like, that aren't like that there's good foods and bad foods yeah you know and that somehow like you are you know lazy if you eat fried foods or you know there's a lot of messages that we receive about what we eat and what that means about us yeah absolutely absolutely you know and there's this real push around like this sort of you know that even that term is a clean eating i Mm. think is is problematic yeah I completely agree I completely agree and you know and also what does it mean yeah you know what what does it really mean because I see it get thrown around and you know and I've heard it from sort of loved ones you know like I'm going to be eating clean I just need to clean up my diet you sort of think what does that actually mean yeah Um, you know and, and to be honest you know I think there's probably been times where I've used something similar you know I remember sort of saying you know times I said to my sister you know I want to eat more whole foods and she's like well how does that differ from how you're eating and then you know, it sort of stops me in my tracks and I sort of think well okay let me have a think about this what is it that I'm really looking for and why yeah yeah I know I think I've been through all the food fads <laughs> <laughs> you're not alone Say it, you you're name it alone. I've done it but it's also you know um a sign of the times like the big times in terms of like you know I, I mean I'm not a history a food history uh <laughs> expert but say for example the only thing I could think of is like Henry VIII times really like gorging on food mm-hmm. was seen as mm-hmm. a high level of self-worth like a high mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what I mean whereas now Definitely. like having like super willpower to only like eat a few fruits and veggies a day seems to be like this exalted way of like living you know and being a bit yeah. extreme but no you're really right because it's almost sort of something like, like in those times you know it was a marker of success mm. and almost now like the sort of fruit and veggies become sometimes we get caught up in this idea of virtue as well yeah. you know yeah um, and so I mean is it can you think of sort of anything that you would want to do more of you know in terms of food or food waste yeah definitely I would like to 
either be able to grow a few pieces myself, grow some food myself. Mm. And this is um, this is around a being having access to really fresh food, but also being connected to that process because mm. I feel so mm. far removed mm. from it. Mm. Um, you know, I'm so very much like just go to the supermarket, pick things up. I don't even know where, what country half of the things were grown in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like actually, we can, you know, being in connection to the earth and the things that I eat is um, is is part of my journey, is part of where I'm at, and being able to kind of like grow it from the ground to the mouth. Love that. And actually sort of making me think, you know, sort of coming back to what we were saying earlier in terms of um, sort of parallels with food, sex, relationships, you know, they're all about being in connection. Yeah, totally, totally. And like intimacy, it's in, mm-hmm. it's, it, it breeds intimacy to be able to grow your own food and eat it from the ground. It does. And you know what, you've actually given me, I keep saying on this podcast, I've got goosebumps but I have got goosebumps (laughs) and like and because you've actually just sort of made me think of yeah I hadn't really thought until now about how intimate food is you know like when I'm thinking about you know sort of those days when you were younger you're thinking oh my god I'm going on a date I can't eat in front of him and (gasps) you know and what am I going to order and oh I can't you know and I used to think oh I can't go to a buffet because you know if I go to a buffet I want to go to a buffet you know like with this guy I can't go to a buffet (laughs) (laughs) you're not ready for me to eat Eat. <laughs> <laughs> We're not at that buffet stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, but, but then, actually, when I think about sort of, you know, my relationships, whether they've been sort of the sexual relationships in friendships, there is a real intimacy in food around that, you know? So, yeah. it, um, well, I guess I'm going to sort of, you know, like. I can think of, um, you know, sort of. T- I remember an ex. He used to make, you know, rice and always put vegetables in it. It was something really simple. It was always something that I sort of took away and continued to do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, these things will impart. So whether it's something like, um, you know, talking till the early hours, you know with a friend at your kitchen table or you know like you and I have been in a restaurant and been the last two to be there and you know these things are really intimate aren't they or you know yeah yeah and I mean another kind of um comparison or sort of like analogy that I draw between food and sex as well that I often share on my on my socials and with clients that I work with is is like you can have fast food sex Mm. or you can have a 10 course meal sex Mm, you know mm, and do you mm. do you want to have a you know a quick on the go you know sometimes yeah sometimes yeah but don't don't forget to have the 10 course meal Mm, you know mm, and devour it at every step not you know not just like i need to eat this and get out the door no, you know, you're getting out of the door with indigestion otherwise, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you've you got to take your time, you've haven't got you? Just that. You've got to digest <laughs> it, definitely. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, you know, these things, they there are parallels, aren't they? It's like, it's like, um, like we said, intimacy, consumption, engagement, connection. And you know what? And actually, it's interesting because sort of 
since sort of lockdown last year, you know, in a way, you know, sort of how we eat, how we socialise, how we meet with people we care about, that's been restricted. But also on the flip side, I've actually sort of seen a rise in intimacy around that. You know, when Mm. I think to, you know, New Year's Day, we sat sort of drinking cacao together, um, you know, sort of overlooking the canal and um you know and that felt very intimate and setting our intentions for the year and you know and and hot chocolate has played a real feature in the last year because it's been something I've been able to do with you and other friends on walks you know let's get hot chocolate and go for a walk yeah Um, so even with things being as restricted as what they have it's still being able to sort of celebrate food and relationships if that makes sense yeah and it is such a key part of relationships like whenever you meet with someone it's either like you're having a drink or you're having something to eat and it's it's a real kind of bonding act it is and I guess it sort of allows you to uh, do something for somebody else as well you know sort of um and there's been people sort of close to me that have had really sort of difficult times in the last year and and sometimes you know there's people around me that are suffering you know food is something that I know how to do when I might not always have the words or I might feel helpless at least I can thank you I've baked this for you come round for dinner I mean you can't really say come round for dinner now but I can <laughs> say um I've made you have that or I can say let's go for a walk and get a coffee or you know can I make or have you eaten there are ways that I could express care I guess is my love yeah Yeah. and it it, you know again it's just that word it's nourishing isn't it like I you know even when you don't feel like you can take care of yourself can like there's someone there to nourish your body just with food completely so I guess my final question is what do you want to see more of in the world in terms of food oh yeah I mean I would love for like for, for transparency you know in these sort of big supermarkets and things transparency about what's in the food I mean I saw a post just yesterday I think and it was like showing this bag of organic spinach from one of the big supermarkets and they put it in this like water and it showed all the stuff that was on it and it's like it's not really organic and it's just kind of like I mean I've, I'm in a very privileged position you know with like access to whole foods and all these sorts of places yet I still find those things quite inaccessible, you know and, and to have like really sort of pure whole foods being just accessible not only accessible but promoted you know yes. and there's there's a huge kind of promotion around sort of sweets and you know it's so, so colorful and all these things and it's like I would love there to be like a more simple uh, sort of simple whole foods to be the norm yes. and to, to be on a smaller scale. I wish there were, you know, that we weren't sort of um, sort of so run by corporations in so many ways, but particularly around food, you know, and having these like huge supermarkets where everything, you know, they're kind of like the huge magnets of food, aren't they? Whereas, and nothing else can get a look in. I wonder how we can kind of like balance out that and have like these smaller farms, you know, be able to um, sell their produce to more mainstream spaces. Because I find like those farmer markets and stuff um, are are pretty like niche, right? They're pretty, uh, they're not, I just don't think they are that accessible. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think sort of, you know, it's not just a transparency, but it's, it always it creates connection, doesn't it? You know, because if I'm in a mainstream supermarket, I don't know anybody there. You know, I don't know yeah. who's serving know who's making the food really where it's coming from you know it's just not the same is it whereas I go to my local corner shop you know like my local corner shop has um is sort of you know it'll take me back from to when I was young you know and there'll be somebody from the shop that remembers me and you know and then I can sort of think back to don't tell them but nicking the penny sweets (laughs) and and there's an investment I guess as well you know you're sort of faced with real people as well you know actually it's not just I'm um sort of buying the food from there but I'm investing in their livelihood and part of my community and my history and nostalgia and you know and that can be a bit lost sometimes when you're dealing with big corporations yeah yeah I mean one of the things that I come back to to resolve as you know when I I ponder sort of all of life's big questions about like how we can come back into connection with self with food with each other like all I ever come back to is community and like the dis- mm-hmm. disbanding of these huge corporations and sort of living in community where we are actually reliant on each other. You know, can you imagine mm-hmm. if you were sort of living in this space where like your neighbors were providing, you know, one provides the eggs, one provides mm-hmm. the, the potatoes and then you're providing this and you all kind of like interdependent on each other and I can imagine like that it it feels more like old school way of living that I would like to see a bit more I just don't know how but I feel almost like village mentality right yeah 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 completely like having some really shared values around that you know yeah definitely so it's almost like of um extending our kitchen table yeah and it's like well you know and then everyone matters because they're all they're also providing something and you'll actually be able to feel the connectedness between us all because the way we are so sort of hyper independent at the moment um it just feeds this kind of like separation wounding and you know we're we're isolated, we're depressed, we're anxious, you know, across the board. And if we could come back together and and like through food, through like how we, you know, how we how do we survive? You know, if say it was to the to be the end of the world or whatever, the first thing we would need to do is like, okay, how do we sort crops out and and grow food? And we'd have to come together and work it out. No, absolutely, and it's um, you know, I mean, I would go to. Uh, to shop if I needed sugar before I would go knocking at my neighbours and I sort of think how did we get to this point you know yeah yeah and that's actually why I love the app Olio the food sharing app that I use because it does promote community because you know there is the exchange of food you're you know you're meeting people you're hearing stories um you know you're connected with somebody it sort of reduces this um anonymity yeah that's really true that's it's almost like the modern day version of knocking on your neighbor's door for a bag of sugar (laughs) yeah absolutely you know and I mean um I wish I was doing that more I mean I don't know why I'm not doing that more but it almost sort of feels like like you said it, it sort of feels like we're living um very individually at times um 
yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I could be doing more, but I'm not, you know. And and I wonder if it's because we don't have to do it as much, you know. We've got 24-hour stores, there's petrol stations, you know, like, there's so much, um, you know, we've got so much choice that I don't have to rely on my neighbour, you know. I can just pop to a 24-hour store and pick up whatever I need, you know. And, um and so maybe if we were to reduce that, we would have to become a little bit more interdependent. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, the the kind of relying, needing to rely on each other and being able to rely on each other would probably heal a lot of rifts that mm, we have within mm, humanity and this mm, idea mm, of you're this, mm. I'm that. And it's like, actually, we're all just pretty much needing each other because mm. we can't do it alone absolutely absolutely you know when when I was sort of talking about um me offering food as being a sort of a symbol of care it's also how I receive care you know mm. and you and I have spoken about this but you know somebody makes me a cup of coffee you know things like that I receive care if somebody says you know um I'm going to cook or, you know, or I'll take care of food or, you know, I've brought this or, you know, like, to me, that is a big sign of care because, like you said, it's a relationship I can't get away from. You know, I always need to provide myself with food. So if somebody else does that, you know, I feel looked after. I feel like um, they've given me the day off in a way. You know, they've held me in mind. They're sort of saying, don't worry, Laura, I've got you. Oh, God, yeah, I know. And it's just so simple things, isn't it? It's like, yeah, let me let me make you a hot drink. You know, that, that for, some, for some reason, that is just sort of like, I mean, maybe it's the sort of the British thing, like cup of tea solves everything. But it's like, yeah, like, let me give you something warm and nourishing. You know, I care. I care. Completely. I just think you sort of just, I don't know, I just sort of think it, it makes you feel so looked after and... Um thought about as well you know it's um, like the person sort of held you in mind and seen you you know like I've got a friend that lives in the states and when I've been to visit her over the years you know I mean we are foodie friends so a lot of the stuff you know centers around food but she's done things like um she's an omnivore but when I've stayed with her she's like you know what I'm gonna go fairly or vegan for the week while you're here and then it's meant we've sort of tried out different foods together and new places and I remember sort of staying with her and um doing a race when I was out there running a half marathon and night before she was like I'm gonna get you this fancy pasta you know so you're you've got all the carbs and you know you feel really sort of looked after and taken care of in those moments and and not just I and I guess and seen as well yeah seeing you as an individual yeah yeah you feel I mean you feel really seen if someone's like listening to what your favorite foods are and whatnot and getting them in like it's a really caring loving thing to do definitely absolutely so um yeah Mm. if any eligible guys are listening don't (laughs) Don't stand people up outside Temple of Satan. <laughs> Start delivering some um, gelatin-free pick-and-mix is my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come round with cupcakes and an English breakfast, thanks. <laughs> English breakfast tea, I mean. <laughs> I, mean and, I mean, and the actual breakfast, if you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Aim, I could talk to you all day. Um, <laughs> no. I, but 
but I'm going to let you go and get something to eat oh, or a cup of tea. Thank you, my love. Thank you so much for having me on um, and, and but, for everything that you do. You... Sorry, yeah, go on. Oh, yeah, like that. honestly, you know, you inspire me. I, I, you inspire. I didn't even know what yellow stickers were before I met you. Um, and you always inspire me to look in my cupboard and think, what can I make? You know, and likewise, I know, like, throughout our friendship, you've really, um, you know, you've really, whether you've known it or not, sort of helped me in terms of unpicking um, some of my narratives around, you know, sort of body image and food and sort of being accepting and, you know, and being along to um, some of your embodiment classes and doing things like being able to caress my stomach and you know and show it care and stroke my shoulders and you know and not be punitive towards my stomach you know and you know and really stroke it and look after it and you know so I'm definitely grateful for that oh yeah yeah I mean I think it's so important isn't it to to and you know you said about that um you know, the, the, that we're getting information from this relationship with food and we're getting, rela- we're getting information from our body, you know, and when our bodies yeah. are, um, yeah, they're just, they're just telling us stuff, you know, they need love, they need attention, they're wanting to speak to us, they're wanting to give us messages absolutely absolutely and you know and again we are in relationship with our body aren't we yeah totally um so where can people find you in the work that you do Ooh, okay so i'm mainly um you can mainly find me on instagram that's main that's the kind of the platform that i i share on and i share you know general posts about the work that i do and information and various things um and i my handle is at temple of the feminine and then you can also find me on my website which is www.templeoffeminine.com oh amazing (laughs) thank you so much oh thank you laura i'm forever inspired and proud of you and i'm so um grateful to be in your life and to to be able to call you a friend and to be your friend likewise and i can't wait until we are breaking bread together. yeah me too oh my god just have to kick us out after our 10 course meal <laughs> <laughs> i know i know we need to um we need to sort of lock down where we're gonna go once we're yeah. out of um what's it called what are we in i keep forgetting lock up oh. lock what we're in we've got a lockdown where we're gonna go after lockdown you know <laughs> yeah we're i don't know just forever lockdown. isolation we might have to <laughs> we might have to just go on the bounce all day like to all these different places that would not be uh abnormal for us no i know <laughs> we definitely we definitely need to do that google dessert places do- right yeah, absolutely. Get get a food... <laughs> yeah, we need a food crawl. Yeah, in. food crawl, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, we'll love you. Love you too, Law. So lovely to speak to you. Likewise, mm, take care. You too. Lots of love. Bye bye. So Raiders, after I recorded with Amy, I booked a flight, went to Bali. Ordered that chocolate dessert. I'm joking. But what I did do was sit at my kitchen table in my pyjamas, dressing gown, and I ate a delicious banana cake with coconut custard. 
with my hands it was absolutely gorgeous um and i devoured it i hope that that episode with amy left you feeling as nourished as what it did me um definitely was food for the soul so until next time raiders take care bye